Um, best Orient manager that you played under and best manager in your career? I think I know the answer to the first part. Uh, first part, for me, I'd probably go with Garen Williams. Mm. I mean, I, I knew him from previous. I just think he was probably too nice a man to be a manager. Mm-hmm. He was a phenomenal coach, brilliant coach, great number two, good manager, but just a nice person. I remember we played Stockport away and he was ripping into someone and Scoey said something and he ripped into Scoey and Scoey and they've they known each other years as well and Geraint was like, Ugh. and I said to him, look, it weren't happening. I said, look, you got to rip into us and when, if it means you rip into me because I'm a senior player, do it. Went, because it might get a reaction off the younger ones that you've, hang on, you've yeah. ripped into us, it's got McGlesian and James Scofield over there. But the Scofield one, it weren't pre-empted and Jones went, no, no. I went, you, I, I was like, but that just weren't his persona. Yeah. Even when he had a go at Scofield, it was a nice having a go yeah, at someone. Yeah, yeah. It weren't like teacups going anywhere. It was, but that's just the way he ended up. But, Coach-wise, he was, I thought he was fantastic. And like I say, I've gone really well with him as a person, mm. as a coach, and then as a manager. Uh, and like I say, he's the one who brought me back. And when I signed the deal, he's the one who said to the club, even at 35, if he plays 30, he deserves another one. And I think I played 30 out of the first 35 games that season. And then he went in. I mean, I feel sorry because technically I feel I got in the sack. Because we played Hartlepool at home. And my toe, I had like a crack in my toe, and he said, Look, we need you. I think I missed a week before. He went, Need you, can you play? I said, I'll play injured. No problem. If, if we can kick the ball, I'll play. I didn't train all week, I trained on the Friday. I said, Look, it's sore. I said, But I can play for it if you want me to. He went, Yeah. And ended up being my man who scored two goals from corners. I had Lidl, and he scored oh, two really? goals. Um, and he got the sack that Saturday night. And we had Southampton on the Monday. So I feel personally that due to me that he got the sack. I know we were going through a bad run at the time. But yeah, one, yeah. And then Russell come in and I spoke with Russell and I said, look, I'm injured. I said, but the previous manager asked me to play. I went, if you want me to play, I'll play injured. I went, I wouldn't do it for one or not another. And Russell went, yeah, he goes, I just need you to train a couple of days at least. He went, I, went, I can't train consecutive days with it. It was fucking throbbing. He went, can you do Thursday, Friday? I went, not then Saturday. When I could do Thursday, not Friday for Saturday. Or I could probably do light session Friday, play Saturday, I went, but no way I'll be able to do Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Really, yeah. So he's like, all right. He goes, but we'll, we'll manage it. Well, we ended up staying up. We had six games in charge. I think out of six yeah. games, I played five 90s and one 85. I was like, thanks for managing it. <laughs> <laughs> we stayed up. And yeah. that's all that mattered. Yeah. Um, because Garenk come in off the back of us not doing so well mm. um, and kept us up. Yeah. So that was a little bit of a short-lived thing. Yeah, with Martin Ling, yeah. Martin Ling, but yeah. that had sort of run its course, so to speak, yeah. as, as they felt, and he'd sort of taken us as far as he could. Yeah. He got us up. Great season. Um, but yeah, yeah, then Garenk so, came in. And uh, yeah, Garenk, probably my best all-round manager. And I mean, no, I had not, nothing against Tommy Taylor. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting, might have been a bit different. And nothing against Russell Slade. It's just that, I felt Garen yeah, no, for me was, better, was the best one and also I knew him previously so that was obviously helps and in terms of your career best manager for the career for me as a personal thing probably Colin Caldwood at Northampton okay he was, oh, the, okay. He was yeah. the first manager when I went there that said 
just stay in the box. Just score goals. That's what I want you to do. I brought you to score goals. Well, normally I'm jumping, I'm chasing, yeah. I'm doing this, and that's that was what I felt was my attributes. And he says, uh, I just want you to stay in the box. And again, that season I scored 17, and then the next season I scored 24, and we got promoted. But even though he told me to stay in the box, I still done the other thing. I was still going back for every corner, every long throw, every free kick to defend. Uh, but it was just the way he went on his own box. It made going back and doing all them because I didn't feel I was, was doing them because I've been told just to score goals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do. And it, like I say, even though I'd done them, done what I used to do, running, chasing and doing, I just felt a, a new lease of life that he said, I just want you to score goals. Yeah, refreshing to hear. Yeah, and again, the last year we got promoted I played with a double hernia from sort of January to the end of the season. Again, he just managed to go swimming on Mondays. He got obviously the hernia got bigger and bigger and bigger. And we got promoted. I missed the last game of the season because I don't know. He said, "That's it. Your job's done." Got to the as the season was getting more and more in, and we were like third, third, second, second. He was like, "Miss training, miss training. Just play games." Because in the games, I mean, everyone give me stick. I used to say, "I can play, can't train." Yeah. In the game, you forget about it, and everyone all the the crap the, the paper put out you've got the adrenaline I guess yeah. you and the whole I'm like the adrenaline yeah, yeah. the paper put the roar of the crowd getting through it so all the boys started taking the mic oh the roar of the crowd oh <laughs> you good for the fans well, I never once said that I mean, what I said is because of adrenaline of playing a game it's free you don't get that adrenaline training yeah so uh, yeah Colin Calder from the Elton cool we had quite a few people asking this question best strike partner ever played with at the O's uh, oh wow! No, no. I say when I was first there, it was Colin Weston and Carl Griffiths and Paul Reed on loan from Arsenal. Yeah. Um, didn't really play a lot with Paul because I was only there a month. Carl Griffiths, you knew what you were going to get. I would, exactly, do, yeah. I would do all the running. He would do all the scoring. scoring yeah. <laughs> and then let me know about it at the end of the season when he goes yeah. twenty. There's my bonus. Where's yours? Um, uh, probably. Just for sharing the load and that, probably either Simon Church or Alex okay. Revel. Yeah. Because Revs would do the jumping, I would do the jumping. It weren't like always me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Carl Griffiths, it'd always be me doing the chasing, the jumping and that, and the board for women in the box. Yeah. And I'm thinking, like, I'm doing all the donkey work and he's getting he's all the glory. Yeah. But that's what Carl was good at. Oh, you put the ball yeah, in the yeah. box and Carl would score finish it. Yeah, yeah. It didn't matter where it was. The defender could be near him or he'd move and get space. That's what Carl Griffiths done. It does, yeah. And... I had another friend the same Giuliano Gracioli another one oh, just, did you play with him? no but I, well but Peterborough briefly but I've known oh, him years yeah. Stevenage wasn't he? but uh, cool. he's another one you put him in the box and give him a ball he'll score cool, you yeah. take him outside the box you're like well where has he gone? yeah yeah, yeah. and you, as long as they score you, 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 you're alright with it as a strike partner but um, like I say for sharing the load probably Simon Church or Carl Griffith uh, Alex oh. what about in your career? any no, like I say anyone else maybe someone at Northampton Northampton kind of helped you out no Northampton played a lot with Eric Sabin and Andy Kirk in the end uh, Ken Charlie was the same as Alex Revel at Barnet he used to do we'd split yeah, yeah. the load it weren't me and him I'd do this and he does a chase and we'd split the load and that as a partner you, you get either two things you get like your like your, your Quinn and Phillips he'd flick on yeah, he'd yeah. chase and score as a forward, or you get together and you, you split the load and it depends on the way you like doing it. As a forward, is it important that you play with the same player every week? Because this season at Orient, 
there's been a lot of change due to injuries, suspension. And only last season we had Lisby Mooney, who yeah. were like the front two, and they knew each other's game inside out. That's and their relationship was perfect. Yeah. But this season, a few new signings, and they can't seem to gel as well. Yeah, that's that's the thing when you play regular, you, you do get to learn each other's sort of movements and things like that. Yeah. And how they want to play. And that can only help. Yeah. That can only help. If you can play together consistently, then as long as you're both happy with each other, yeah. you're going to progress as a partnership. And like I say, you get your Phillips and Quinn, everyone knew him, we the big ball with Quinn. Quinn not going to get Phillips, on. Yeah. Phillips is already on his bike, knowing that when he wins it, I mean, if he don't win it, I'll just get back on top. Yeah. Um, so I was like, yeah, I mean, playing as a, a pair, I think it definitely helps them. You can play consistently together. And like you say, you can't, you can't go, there, there's a partnership and go after three games, that ain't working. Absolutely. I don't yeah. think three games are enough. And a lot, of, a lot of managers do it. Three games ain't enough. Circumstances are different if they're injured or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But if you've got to do it, I think you've, you've got to off, give it a go. Give it a go. You've give got it, to yeah. give it a proper go. And I would say eight games minimum. To see how they do, obviously, if they're completely off it and their touches all over the show, then you've done. But I think you've got to give it a go. Absolutely. Um, and best player played with at Orion? So it could be any position. Orion? And, uh, and career after. We'll go those first. Orion. Does there any certain midfielders you like playing behind you because you knew they were going to put balls to suit your player? To be player? fair, I mean, Lingy. I thought Martin Ling was a very, very good midfielder. Very good midfielder. Like playing with Martin. Just so much time on the ball. Mm. Uh, knew what, obviously come from a higher standard. Yeah, he was playing. Swindon, yeah. And you could see that. Mm. So Lingy was a very good player. Uh, Who do you think of Sean Thornton? Enigma. Yeah, that's what I said to That's what I think I said on the way Enigma. Yeah. On his day? Unstoppable. Very good. Very good. Mm. But how often did he have his day? You probably couldn't count on one hand in the whole of his all-in career. You're right. He'd, he'd score well with his goals in a game, but he still wouldn't have had a good game. Yeah. He'd just yeah, had a good yeah. moment. Yeah. We said that. We exact, said exactly the same thing on the way up when watching the Brighton highlights of the 2 1 at home, where you scored the penalty in the mm. second half, Fulton scores scored a scream. Scream. Yeah, he scored a scream. Absolute yeah. screamer. And the ball that you put into the box for your goal against Charlton. Yeah. And your diving header. And it's it, it, literally, you, I could see you pointing where you wanted it, and he's put he's it on, on, on 50 pence piece. He's mm. put it bang on. And literally, he didn't stop to control it. The ball came into no, him, and he's just. It's a reverse one as well, yeah. sort of blind side. Yeah, and but he just pinged it straight in. But then, if he was that good consistently, he wouldn't be at Leighton Orient. Absolutely. You know, he'd, he'd be he at Sunderland very, still. Very, yeah, ability-wise, he, he was exceptional. But he just didn't see it enough. And I, I, that's, I won't say he didn't want it enough. Yeah. But I just think outside demons, sort of thing. Yeah. Outside demons, other what's his name? His girlfriend. Lived up in Liverpool still, right. and things so like that. Yeah. So yeah, I mean his his lifestyle because his family didn't move there and doesn't help them. Yeah, and I I never had that problem yeah. of having to go and live on my own while your family's away. Yeah, I mean I was lucky enough to still live in the same house in every club I was at. Mm. So that is lucky. I mean I just travel most I ever travel was an hour, so you do the hour and you always got a car school. He had to try come down. He's in the bright lights of London. Probably in a hotel for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. What do you do in your hotel? Are you bored? Let's go out. Let's do things. And then your lifestyle changes. Yeah. Um, he didn't drive neither, so that didn't help him. Yeah. You don't drive. Yeah. It's not like you go right. Just get in the car and go and see the missus. I'll go up Tuesday night, come back Wednesday night, Thursday yeah. morning. Couldn't do that. He has to book a train. He has to do this. So it's all planned. Planning. 
but like I say, I, I think it was an enigma. He, he, he could be class, but he just wasn't class enough. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, Plus, he dyed his hair blue, black, <laughs> blonde, orange, like you ginger orange. Yeah. When you when you dyeing it blonde, blonde, that peroxide bleed, blonde, wasn't it? Yeah. You know. Okay. And then when you come in black, blue. Oh my god! <laughs> At one point, he he had his eyebrows <laughs> shaped and it was all like showing trotters off, will ya? Eyeliner, he had eyeliner on one day. He's like, wow, well, leave me, huh? <laughs> all sorts. <laughs> Were there any other players in your career who you enjoyed playing with? Uh, playing? Yeah, two wingers I had were phenomenal: Darren Curry and Barnett. Oh, Darren Curry yeah. and uh, Martin Smith, who was another ex-Sunderland player at Northampton. Brilliant player, great wingers. As a as a forward, have a, a winger who you know is going to put the ball on your head. Yeah. The only thing with Curry was I learned I'd known Darren since his dad and my dad played together, so I'd known Darren since I was like two, three years old. We never played together before Barney, but we knew each other. I learned early that he'd never come in on the first goal. He'd beat the defender. Then he'd he'd check and beat him yeah. again, then put him. So I never used to make my run early. So, uh, but Martin Smith had done a wonderful effort, just put it wherever you want. So yeah, them two, like I say, for, like for me, for wingers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. For. Especially I, I felt my attribute was any ball put in the box, I'd try and get something on it, and I was decent in the air. So I like crosses. What's the best ground you've played at? Emirates. Yeah. Yeah. Like playing on a carpet. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful. Never managed to get to Wembley or Millennium. Never had that mm. lucky break. But when I got the Emirates I mean, last year or in that just in the FA Cup reverse, yeah, yeah. that yeah. just sealed a dream for me because I'm an Arsenal fan. My sons are Arsenal fans, and okay. just, just made it for us really. Yeah, and I knew I hadn't had one of the big teams in the FA Cup. I played Tottenham and that in a friendly and things like that. I never had a big, big team like the, you saw your yeah. top four, top six in the FA Cup. And, we got there Arsenal. you are, yeah. Boyhood Club, yeah. yeah. Funny that. I couldn't make that game, unfortunately. Uh, to an extent, I'm glad I didn't, um, because obviously we, we we didn't when we got 5 0, I think it was. But yeah, we were that bad bent and got a trick. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. We you know you're having a bad day when he scores one goal, let alone three. But I, I will never forget Jonathan Tahue for scoring that goal in the, in, late on in, in the, in the oh, home exactly. tie to get us that. To get us we, we actually got told before if we got a big club, I'll take your babies, whichever one. Yeah, 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 yeah. So when we got Arsenal, I was at a christening, and then all the christenings going on in the hall. I'm in the social bar watching the draw. <laughs> so all of a sudden it comes out, Orion versus Arsenal. So I've gone, yes, like and the geezers in the social bar. I went, big Orion fan, mate. I went, uh, big Arsenal fan. I went, I am, but. Play for Orient Power. He went, oh, fair play to you like that. I just couldn't contain it. I, I played Orient, it just come out sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. involuntary. Like, straight out into the hall, got me to Jack, Harry, we got Arsenal. So they're now jumping up and down. And all my mates are like, what's happening? The Christian's getting on. So everyone's been worried about dancing and eating food and having the Christian. I'm like, just got Arsenal. They're like, oh, brilliant. And then we'll start talking. And also, Barry went, no, no, no. you got to get him away. We just pulled out the plum tie Arsenal for a London club. You know, At home, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you got Man United, great. Absolutely. But next Arsenal, one is Arsenal. Because yeah. we're a London club and all, we're thinking here we go. Here TV money. Yeah, has to has to be away. We were like, oh. so all of a sudden Jonathan too. Well, oh. Shamak missed an open goal. Come across, he completely missed it. And then to who he scores. And obviously after the game, I'm on Chorley's back. We're all giving the airplanes up to Barry Earl. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We go, we go to Vegas. Obviously, I've been released by now, but we've gone to Vegas. 
and uh, we're in the nightclub first night it's the planet Hollywood we stayed in we're in the nightclub in that hotel and Nasri's in there and Shamak's in there oh wow so I'm like I'm steaming hey mate could have a photo could I with Shamak <laughs> for, for me son he's like yeah. not saying I'm just making out of my fan sort of thing well, as I'm doing it all the boys again cheers mate thanks for missing our opening goal because you because you missed the opening goal weary and I went boys boys let me get a photo first <laughs> <laughs> don't upset him just then he's like looking at us going and there was one the, I think each twig what they're saying and some of the boys started talking and going oh yeah cheers he's like oh yeah 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 and he just wants to go now don't he? Just thanks to you away. we're here yeah, yeah. nice one <laughs> 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 nothing like rubbing salt in an open wound was there any defenders you didn't like playing against yeah. was there a constant defender you came up against and thought oh not this uh, guy early on in the seat, early on in my career I played against big Darren Moore just a man man of a man Nicest fella in the world, yeah. just a man, man, man. Bit of a brute, wasn't he? Yeah, he wasn't a brute on the field, as in dirty. He was just so big, just a just unit. so big. Yeah. But Chris Morgan, who's a Sheffield United, was probably one of the hardest defenders I ever played against. It didn't matter if he thought the ball was his, the ball was his. But he was a good centre half, and if he kicked you, you knew If you kicked him back, he'd just go no problem. Wasn't no that rolling around, getting on. Uh, he was just solid hard defender the whole time yeah. and then you had Danny Cullo who was another one like that but Danny would like punch you in the ribs and the ball's 80 yards away or he'd keep pinching me and I'm like Dan ball's 80 yards away what are you doing what well, and literally just pinch, <laughs> pinch under the arms and on the ribs and Dan go away and he's doing it for a purpose he's getting me getting off you my wound game. up getting me wound up I'm yeah. now not concentrating on the yeah. ball I'm going Dan leave the ball's 80 yards away Every game I come home black and blue, pinched under the arms, under on the ribs, little punches into the kidneys and things like that. Dan, just leave me alone, will you? And then all of a sudden the ball will come up and you'll want to yeah, give yeah. him a little bit back and that. Inevitably you get booked, didn't you? Because you're a bit more doing front of the rest. up and yeah. you're doing it in front of the rib because you can't really do it until the ball's there. But yeah, but Chris Moore was the one for me, he was just so such a solid defender I did mm. not like playing against him one little bit um, alright moving on to goal scored in. best goal scored for Orion and there is someone that came in on Twitter at S Churchett notes the bicycle kick, bicycle kick versus Newcastle in the pre-season oh, game yes. is that up there <laughs> yeah that's probably yeah I do mention that one a few times to a few kids and that I took over at Stevenage Academy done their 14s and when I took in the manager was like Scott's taken over, he's a naked professional footballer, blah, blah, blah. Like Stevie Castle was doing 16s, actually. Yeah. And I could see the boys are looking at me, they're obviously all 13, some are falling, they're looking at me going, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. So I'd done the training session, they liked it. I'd done the next week, and it weren't until the second week, one of them went, I checked you out. And as he said it, some of the others went, yeah, we, we've checked you out. You played, didn't you? I went, what do you mean I played? You played? Yeah, they went, no, you proper played. What's played and proper played mean? <laughs> I mean, you played a lot of games. I went, yeah, almost 800. I think one or two short it was. And then one of them went, and you scored an unbelievable goal. I went, Newcastle? They went, yeah. And they checked it out, and I went, yeah. And they weren't bad to be fair. I went, quite nice. And I actually got a Stephen Taylor shirt that day as well. Did you really? Like, yeah, because I knew Colin Calderwood. Yeah. I said, oh, it's a favourite. It was up at Newcastle, yeah, yeah. So, um, I missed that game. I'd like because that that spurred that kicked them up the backside to then go on and yeah, win the, the championship. Thing, that worst thing that could have happened to us, Geraint Williams 
was like in turmoil out of that game because the game weren't meant to be played we were meant to play Luton that's right they were meant to be in Holland yeah because Sunderland were in Holland and they booked theirs first the Holland police said nah you can't come over as well because it's Sunderland yeah, and Luton yeah. oh okay so in the end we sort of they said can we play you yeah we abandoned the Luton game to play them as you would we weren't, we weren't going to have a home game at all in pre-season that year so we didn't get the biggest crowd of, I think it was only about 3,000 I don't think it was big, but it, I mean, if we would have advertised, it might be more. But it was such a late notice one. But the thing is, everyone was going this day, and we destroyed them. They had their full team out. Yeah, Joe Barton. The everyone, only one they didn't have playing for them was Harp, not a Shay given in goal, and one other sort of main star. The rest all played Nolan, Carroll at the time, even though he weren't the star he was then. But yeah, that yeah. was the year he went on and started it. Uh, Gutierrez uh, Colachini Colachini Barton Oberfemi Martins they yeah. all played yeah it was their full team bar two we I'll tell you everyone who did play Ami Obi is the only one who did play okay they were the only two sort of star names you knew and then we went 6-1 some of the goals were really good yeah. goals I mean I scored a chest scissor kick then I nodded one down on a corner Tams touched it in Jarvis had gone through bent one in and then Loic Perez has scored a good one and some of the goals, and after the game, Geraint went, you could see Geraint just go, oh no. And you could see it. And I was like, what's that? He went, should have done that. He went, watch this. And then all of a sudden you see it. You come out of the changing rooms, you win outside, and they all say, that's it, we're going to win League One. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And it went from, they're going to get relegated to the sh- from the Championship, they are cannon fodder, they're poor, not fighting, not doing this, and we're going to le- win League One. Yeah. And it was almost, we were out of league one and they won the championship. Championship, yeah. yeah but Garrett, Garrett went, I really wish that didn't happen. Because so he just pressure, knew all of a sudden the expectation of the, yeah. Pop, of the, yeah. of the fans was, we're gonna, not we're going to do okay, we're going to win the league. Yeah, yeah. We've just beat a premiership team, right, they've got relegated, but 6-1. Yeah. And deservedly beat them 6-1. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, oh. Worst possible thing, yeah. yeah. And I think at the time there was a little bit of fan upset that you've just like binned off Luton Town just because a shinier club came in yeah. and I think there's a little bit of yeah. that's a little bit out of order on Luton because then Luton didn't have, I think Luton got a rearranged game with a lower league club yeah. and it just weren't the same money for them either yeah. so what do you remember about the actual goal? Uh, I remember it coming down the right Yeah. and I was just running in the box and we crossed it from deep really and as it come I just chest I just sort of turned my right shoulder around and face our goal and just chested it up and as I chested it was there and I, I've always been it was there and I thought you know what Yeah. I'm just going to go for it and as I've hit it, obviously I'm following and I've seen it bounce and go in. <laughs> and that was it. That was it. Uh, yeah. And then when I've watched it again, obviously I see Stephen Taylor's about three yards off me. He jumps to try and block it. England keeper at the moment, Fraser Forster was in goal at the time. So sorry <laughs> for that as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but it, I mean, I've, I've scored better. Yeah. Te- uh, hit harder. Scissor kicks. But it was just more about that. It was a, it, it bounced and went in the side net, and it was more of a directional one. But yeah, it just calm. I chested it, and I knew once I chested it, it went out. There was nothing really. I, could, I was never gonna. Only other option was be to sort of try and hold it up and support. I thought it's there. I'm just yeah, gonna scissor yeah. kick it, and I, it went in. All time best goal. Uh, Colchester versus another old club, Cambridge. Hey, uh, outside, so the 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 corner of the box. If you're attacking our left-hand side, right there, just come down. I think one of their defenders edited it over someone, and it just bounced, and I walked on and hit it outside of my left foot, 
half volley, and it bent around the keeper into the far side netting, halfway up. And as soon as I hit it, I knew it was in. And Dean Morgan, who played for us, he was a coach for me. He's behind me, and you can see as it's halfway around the keeper, and he's already got his hands up. He knows he's in and I just outside of my left foot, half volley. You just you don't do that. I was never scared to use my left foot, but I just call it absolute dream. Yeah. yeah. Dean Morgan is another name who's also a wasted talent who yes. had ability but didn't apply himself. And when he came to us, I think he joined us from Wickham, or he left us and went to Wickham one way or the other. And he's just sort Coming of petered out. Come to us from Luton. Okay, so then he must have gone on to Wickham. But I just thought that. The, the guy's got pace, he's clearly an athlete, he's got loads of ability, and he's just wasted, he looks, yeah, anyway, that's another story <laughs> for another day, but yeah, another name that you just throw out there. As a striker, then, as soon as you hit it, like you said, and you catch it, do you know, like, can you, because Lockie said about his goal against Hull, he said the second, he said as soon as he left his boot, yeah, he was off. Not every goal, obviously, but, no, no, but certain the, goals. The ones, you, the ones you, you catch, you yeah. like, yeah, you just know, if he saves it, you know it's a world-class save. Yeah, that's that's how you look at it. You've caught it a dream. It's going exactly where you want it, and you just feel that's in. You just know, yeah, that's in. Yeah. Do you keep an eye out for results for your former clubs at four yeah. forty-five on yeah. on Sky Sports News for all, all your clubs? Yeah, it's a long list. Yeah, <laughs> 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 it takes till five oh five until the final no, results come in. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. especially with a job I've got now with a PFA, I'm in most of my old clubs. Okay. I go into Wickham, I go into Cambridge now, I go into Luton, even though I'm in my old club, but it's John Steele. John Steele's yeah. there, yeah. So I, I doing in, very well. He's doing go, very well. I go into Orient, I go into Dagenham, and I've got Darren Curry, who's a mate for Ferrero, and Wayne Burnett, who was Wayne a Burnett at Orient. team manager at Orient when yeah. I was there to start with. Uh, so I'm always looking at the results. So one, because I want to, and I always have done, and two, if I'm going into the club that week, I know what the out of ground lies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm like, well, they're being upbeat today because they won on Saturday sort of thing. Uh, things like that. Best game you've played in? The four against Brighton? Is that one of the best games you've played? <sighs> Don't know about that. <laughs> We're going to come on to that later. Oh, There's a couple of fan questions right, on that, okay. yeah. Um, best game I played in? I wouldn't say that was my best one. It's probably one of my most. Uh, the Emirates one, although we lost, yeah. just for nostalgia, just, just it's your, for the, your boyhood the reason club. it was, yeah, probably. I guess the build-up as well. You've got like yeah, all your family, whole build up to it, family, yeah, the family your mates, you buy fifty-five tickets for the game, yeah, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, um, the Emirates was special. Yeah, but to be we fair, Northampton v Chester at home. Okay, it was only one nil. I scored it, but we knew if we won that game, we were promoted. Okay. With one game ago. Yeah. And an old Orient player, David Hunt, yeah, was playing for us. Midfielder, yeah. yeah. And he had the long throw and he threw it in and he come around about a penalty spot. And I just arrived and headed it in at a far post sort of thing. It was just amazing because we were up. We'd won. We were guaranteed. We, well, sorry. We, we couldn't win the league, but we knew we were runners up. Yeah. yeah. And that was good it. enough. The, the, cr- the crowd were on the pitch. Everyone's getting, I got taken off of about 10, 15 to go because obviously I was the hernias. And all of a sudden, the crowd on the pitch, everyone's getting carried off, and I was, yeah, it was just phenomenal. It must be an amazing feeling to get promotion over the course of a season. Yeah. Like a cup, in a cup match, because anything can happen yeah. over 90 minutes, but in, over a league season, over 46 Everyone says to me, how many times have you been promoted? Technically, I've been promoted twice, but I only count one. Because the other one was Wickham. I've got a medal for it. But it's the year I come back to Orient, and I was out on loan at 
Northampton and Orient in that year Wickham got promoted so I don't class it as I was part of that yeah, yeah. So you... as much as I scored a few goals I don't count, count it as part of I was part of promotion even though I got a bronze medal for it so, so on the technicality of it you must have qualified by playing enough games yeah. to get that yeah I played yeah. was it like 15, 15. or something I think I played 13. 12 okay. I think I played about 17 Okay. so I got a medal Yeah. but I don't feel part of it yeah fair enough any regrets over your career? plenty yeah, plenty. A uh, few tantrums, a few uh, words with managers probably shouldn't have said, but that's how I was. I sort of fought and said what I thought. Do you, do you think now when you look back that you probably wouldn't have had those words? Or would you still have had the words? No, I think, I, would have, back, I, think I would have had them. I think I would have, might have expressed them differently, some of them. But I'd say... I, it, if you say you don't have regrets then I can't see that I can't see that I mean I have regrets of course I do mm. one regret I don't have is that I've done it that way and then I just got on with it I didn't let it fest up I mean that's what I was like I just I'd say my piece right and wrong yeah everyone's got opinions not everyone's, not everyone's going to be the same and that's how I've always sort of done it no that's that's probably the right way you got two sons you mentioned earlier that you train that they're into their football good, bad or indifferent um, would you like them to be professional? Have they aspirations to be professional? If I could mix the two of them together I'd have a hell of a player Okay. because I've got my 13 year old who needs to work on his technical ability but he's got the passion, he wants to do it he's got everything, he's 24-7 I've got the younger one who couldn't give a monkeys but he's got all the ability, ability. Yeah, yeah. off in the way isn't it? but they'll both earn money at football I'm not saying they'll both be professionals but I think they'll both earn money at football. Okay. Because the centre half's a very good centre half, just needs to work on his technical side of it. But reads the game, he's quick, he's strong, knows what he's got to do as a defender. The other one I got, I'm pushing him out to left midfield, but he wants to play up front. But he's got all the skills you need. He's just a little bit lightweight at the moment because he's yeah. like. Yeah. But like I say, if I could mix the two of them together, I think I'd have a little player. Mm. Do I want him to be a professional footballer? If they want to be. Yeah. I've never pushed them. Mm. They play football because they want to play football. I coach them because they want me to coach them. Yeah. yeah. I've never forced them into football. They've been forced on football because obviously they've come to watch me since of they course. were born. Yeah. Um, my, my dad, I mean, in the house, no, our house having this football on. So, yes, football's been forced on them, but never for them to be involved in they don't want to actually them. play it. Yeah, yeah. They absolutely. play it because they want to. But you'll be quite, you're quite big from what I saw in a recent interview. You're quite big on the education side of things. So, obviously, you'll make sure that they get yeah. a good education. If they want to mm-hmm. do football after that, then that's cool. But yeah. um, fair enough. My son's come home today and told me all these new grades he's got in his maths, his science and that, and they're all phenomenal, so we're like, well done. Yeah, nice. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, he's took to French, never done it before, and all of a sudden he's got a top mark in French that no one else had or something last year, and he'd never done it before. <laughs> I'm like, good on you, son. Yeah, like, absolutely. Say four words in French. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, academically the two of them are doing really well. Hopefully they'll go further and do more. Sports-wise, I want them to express themselves in other sports than that. But if it comes down to they only want to do football, then I'm not going to say that you can't. You got to do other things. Yeah. Just do football. Yeah. Fair enough. So we've got a few um, fans questions now. So these are from the forums and from Twitter. So the first one comes from the Pandemonium fanzine. Um, were you ever worried about cocking up the gymnastic celebration, and have you ever cocked it up before? I've cocked it up a few times. <laughs> Landed heavily and hurt yourself, or uh, no injury. No, when I first done it at Edgeware, I over-rotated and landed on my knees. And it was muddy. <laughs> Luckily, it was muddy. 
really muddy. Yeah, so really I kind of soft landed. Soft, yeah. So my legs kind of went, oh no, I went, and I come down on my knees. I had one Darlington away for Barnet, and I went to do it, and the ref kind of got in the way. And as, I, as I'm halfway through, I've come down and I've kind of landed wrong, and I've sort of put my legs out as if I'm in the, I didn't land in the splits, but I then kind of landed in the splits, box split sort of thing, and try to style it out, but I completely messed up. And I've had a few where I've got to go through. I've got the first part done for Barnet. And all of a sudden the captain stopped my legs because he thinks I'm going to kick him in the head. I'm like, you got to do my second part of his jump and I better stop. But yeah, I've missed it up a few times. and um, I've never worried about doing it. I always thought I'd do it, but I have missed it up a few times. When did you start doing it? Was it an early thing in your career? Did you? Uh, I've done gymnastics at school. I liked gymnastics at school. It was a secondary school. I used to do it like during... Um, games and PE and that, and I used to do it during lunch break sometimes, because the teacher said you were good at it, do you want to do it, and yeah. a few of us, so we've done it, uh, and like trampolining we used to do as well, and I liked doing all that sort of thing, but then <coughs> obviously you saw Peter Beagley do it when I was growing up, it was Peter Beagley yeah. who started doing it, and I was like, oh, I can do that, <laughs> it's, it's called cool. it's cool a, a front flip arrow spring, that's what we used to call it in school, and I, when I was playing on a Sunday for my dad's team, I used to do a handstand throwing. Oh, flip on the ball. I used to do that over Hackney Marshes. Um, so I then started bringing in the celebration when I was at Edgeware, and then I continued it when I was playing in professional. Wicked. Brilliant. It's great to watch. Um, so one of the uh, next questions we've got is from one of the forums. There's, there's a couple of popular forums there, but the username here is Mondeo Man. So he says, Scott, you're an Orient legend and in my top 11 players for uh, players over the 40 years I've supported the club. He goes on to say, but don't be too flattered, there haven't been that many contenders. Um, <laughs> he at said, least 11. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 8th of March 1997. Yep. Brighton 4. Yep. Leighton Orient 4. Yep. <laughs> what do you remember of that classic match? And in brackets, don't spare the details. And it then leads on with Pandemonium fanzine again says, how much did you love winding up the Brighton fans? I suppose for those of us that don't know, or those of you that don't know that are listening, perhaps you want to tell us a little bit about this? What, what's right, this all well, about? First and foremost, I've always been told it's a case of mistaken identity. Why they then ended up sort of picking out me. Okay. But the game, I remember it was a Golson ground, and they needed, they were on a run. They'd just, they'd been bottom. But they just start picking up results and they obviously need to keep the results going because they were going down, they were going out of the league. Yeah. And uh, we went, if I remember right, we went 2-0 down. And then Griff scored. And then someone else scored. And then I think Griff scored again. And Griff's second one. Now, me and Griff kind of, everyone said we kind of looked the same because we were kind of the same sort of stature yeah. and the same kind of short haircut sort of thing. So, but I remember Griff going up to the crowd and doing the gun salute. But it was more of money because it was his 20th goal of the season, so it's his bonus. Right. Okay. And apparently, I've jumped on his back and I'm doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they score to make it free up. Straight from centre, we run through. Inglethorpe shoots, keeper parries it. I slide it in, if I remember rightly. I turn, run straight down the middle of the pitch and do me somersault. Well, as I land, Griff then trips me up. <laughs> and I remember getting up off the floor and as I'm getting up off the floor it was on a boot was coming at me I was like what's that and it was a fan and I'm talking I'm there in the middle of the centre circle they run on push it away and I start just standing there going what's happening here 
And then I just turned away and went, oh, I mean, the, the, someone had come and got him sort of thing. The boys, I think all, as I pushed away, all the boys sort of jumped in. He went away, you know, I remember rightly Justin Channing coming and studied someone right <laughs> in the back. I then turned away and I just sort of give it that one to our fans, because our fans were down the other end. Yeah. So I started going to our fans. And as I turn around, you see it, it's all kicking off. One's coming on, they're attacking the ref. Ray Wilkins has got involved to stop them attacking the ref. And then there was a big woman, and I don't mean it's a, a big woman. She was getting frog marched down the side by about three or four cops, and she goes, I'm going to break your legs, McLeish, in the car park. I'm like, What's this all about? So I never knew what. I didn't know it was because I've scored the fourth and I've done a somersault or this or that. But over the years, I've just got talking to a few people, and Jeff Wood was one of them, and he was at Brighton not long after. And he heard a couple of things. He said, they thought you were giving them the W sign. <laughs> Not sign, but yeah, 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 And so was Lee Hodges when he was taking corners. Right. <laughs> so they wanted to sign Lee Hodges, so they it, it made it out of me. And they thought I was... But it was Griff doing a sort of money salute gun salute. But yeah. apparently I jumped on his back and I was meant to give it the W shake the hand sort of thing so it's probably just cajole it like shaking your so, fist in yeah, yeah but so it slipped to someone I've called him uh, obviously we'll know yeah I know I never yeah but that's what they feel that's what they feel but like I say I, I, it kind of kicked off I got up pushed it away and sort of stepped back and all the boys flooded forward then they went and I just turned away and went to celebrate with our fans and then as it, it all went up again I turned around and I see Ray Wilkins sort of diving on someone to stop them attacking the ref they ended up getting, I don't know, I think they're fourth Fine. one. Might have given them a, a penalty. Yeah. I think the ref caved in and gave them a penalty. <laughs> um, and since then, I've been voted their most hated player ever. Wow. I had a fella really? interview me. Yeah, a fella from there wanted to interview me. I think I was a... Wanted to interview me. You, are, you have been voted the fans' most hated player ever. He goes, how do you feel about that? I went, nothing about me don't bother me I mean because you always scream my name you always do this and I always score I went so keep it coming and then it kind of started getting into more of a bit of a pantomime for them they were yeah. nasty took the edge off it yeah and I mean I remember we played at Colchester and we come out of the ground and I was with my family and there was a group of them about ten and they went there's that W McLeish and I was walking across the road with my dad might adjust me dad actually and my dad went I ain't having that and he walked up to him and went that's Mr W McGreech <laughs> to you and the geezer went yeah and the geezer said it off skedaddle he'd gone fight and there's about ten of them now we're in the middle of here we go and I know what my dad's like so you weren't going to take your line down mm. and all of a sudden the police man come along and went oh, please move on we'll deal with this my dad said, look, he gets it for 90 minutes on that pitch. When they pay their money, they can say whatever, but when he's walking up the road with his family, he should be left alone. Police went, yes, no problem, sir. You go. Go on, Scott. We'll deal with these. And like I say, all game was, Scott, my please. It's done. It's done. Yeah. And it was 90 minutes. Really? 90 minutes. Yeah. And that, I think that game actually beat us 1-0. And like, we had Ross Johnson playing for us at Colchester. He was an ex-Brighton fan. He thought he was going to get a stick. And I went, Ross, trust me, you're safe. <laughs> I mean, you're safe. I went, there's only one person going to get a stick. And like I say, I've had a few and I've come back to Orient and I scored the penalty and yeah. the, the, the free kick when I rebound and I shim rolled it in. I've done a somersault, I've gone stood in front of them and they, I remember watching the one, I think it was the penalty one, I stood in front of them in the middle of the centre circle 
I could see them coming down. <laughs> we gave them the whole far side. Yeah. We gave them the whole of the old stand. And we give them the front section as well. Well, I could see him in a wave coming from the top down, like yeah. a wave, yeah. trying to get down to have a go at me because yeah. I was stood in the middle of the pitch with my arms and laughing because I had that. There was a footage on YouTube of a fan that filmed it and when your name gets called out, it gets like the loudest boo, mm. like everyone that boos your and then your name gets called and it's like, boo! But like, we played them Boxing Day and I went in with a keeper and I got hurt, I got smashed my knee was all over the show. And I was down, and the physio come on, and went, oh, I went, nah. I completely smashed my knee. It was like swelling up straight away. Like, probably just knee on knee, but it just swelled up straight away. And he went, without getting a stretcher, I went, I am not getting on a stretcher in this ground. It was at the with team. Right. I am walking off this pitch with a hobble, with a carry off the shoulder, but yeah. I am not yeah. getting on a yeah. stretcher. So I hobbled off, done a sub, They've sent someone to the changing rooms to get the crutches. So I said, I ain't getting on a, I'm not getting on a stretcher. They went, well, you can't walk now. I went, I'm not getting on a stretcher. I'm not in front of this lot. So they got the crutches. So now I've got to try and get me way out of the changing rooms. And obviously I go down the track around the end, which is our fans around the end. Yeah. As I'm going down the track. Because all... in that far corner, the yeah. exit, isn't and it? Yeah, it's where the changing rooms were. Yeah. Well, this section, like, so behind the dugouts, they're all going, Glish, you this, Glish, you that, blah, 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 blah. Hope you die. And I'm on the crutches and one of them shouted out. And to me, if they wanted to, they could have got to me because it was only the track. And there ain't that many yeah. stewards. They were obviously, all of a sudden, they started saying that. And I just turned around and I just bowed. Just bowed in front of them. Just went, Thank you. And walked on. And like I say, from then on, I started getting, my friends lived down there, they said, now on their forums, they started going, it's now more of a pantomime building. It's, it's gone half of us don't even know what it's about because it was so long ago and uh. they're only doing it because others are doing it and they end up and then one of them actually meant to have put why do we boo him he always scores stop booing him he probably won't score we make his day we make him seem famous and yeah. all this. that's <laughs> what like, happens we've, had, we've done that with certain players like Freddie Eastwood at South End yeah. he always came I remember you booed him and I said Paul don't yeah, boo him you always tell me not to boo later, 10 minutes later he scored done the old in front of the fans. You always tell me not to boom. He said, you keep doing that. You keep shouting, and shouting he, at them and they'll, and they'll score. And it, and it generally is that way. So we've got a few more questions that we just throw at you um, and see what, uh, see what, see what you've got to say. Yeah, um, Scuba Driver's already, we've already done the, the Slade question about your departure. I think it's already been covered. Um, another podcast, I went round with coming and asked a question. Um, that's already been asked, I guess. Given that you were the top the club's top goal scorer in your last season at Orient, did you feel disappointed and hard done by? I mean, I could see the reason behind it. I was thirty-seven. Yeah. So I could see the reason, but I just felt you could never prove as a player that it was all to do with age. Because mm. if you could prove they got rid of you because of age, then all of a sudden that opens up a new yeah. sort of Bosman thing, doesn't it? And I mean, oh, ageism and all that. I was disappointed, of course I was, mm. because I felt I'd played well that year I felt I'd contributed to the team doing well we finished 8th and we had a good cut run and I felt I'd contributed to mm. that and I still felt fit and strong to continue but there's no hard feelings about it no. there never yeah. was any hard feelings about Business. it yeah. fair enough um, someone else on the forum under the name of Elliot Ness says you were a poacher supreme better in your last spell with us than in your previous periods and he couldn't half jump. My wife loved how he played. Another 
favourite of the wives. Um, <laughs> our photo with him in the gallery is still in a prime position in our living room. Question is, what's next for you? Um, I know you mentioned earlier doing a bit of coaching for, for the yeah, youngsters, I, but what's... I've done a bit of coaching PFA? for about a year at Stevenage Academy, and at the time I wasn't working. I'd just finished playing professional football. I wasn't working. I ended up working for a distribution company of kitchens on a zero-hour contract. Yeah. So I was up at five, loading vans up with fridges, ovens, blah, 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 and then getting in the van and taking the building sites. I was then going to Stevenage, straight from there, from five in the morning, straight to there, <coughs> filthy dirty, and Stevenage have a policy that every kid must shake their coach's hand if they see them. They'd see me in dusty clothes if I got there a bit late, they'd want to shake my hand. I'm like, no, no, let me go get changed. And the kids are like, oh no, I've got to shake your hand, sort of thing. And that's when I decided, right, I've either got to stop playing, because I play with Willstone, or I've got to stop doing the coaching, because yeah. I need to work. Everyone needs to work. Yeah. So I felt, well, as much as I want to coach, it's not the best paid coach in the world, because mm. it's academy. Yeah. It's three nights a week for two hours. It's next to them. It's basically petrol money. Yeah. As much as it's a kind of foot in the door, it's yeah. not a foot in the door. So in the end, I stopped doing that. And I weren't watching my sons no more on a Sunday. Yeah. Because obviously I'd have to go and take the Stevenage team on a Sunday. So I stopped doing that, continued working, went back to doing my own two sons, or my oldest son on a Sunday, watching them best I can. And I've got so much enjoyment out of watching them. I've now worked with the PFA three days a week, uh, going into the clubs and that. And I'm still playing for Willstone. They've asked me to do more of the coaching at Willstone now, so I've started coaching the first team at Willstone, doing a lot of their training. I coach my two sons' teams on a Sunday. Absolutely love coaching the kids. Would I love to get into a football club and coach the kids? Yes. Would I like to get into a football club and coach the first team? Hell yes. I feel I've got something to offer. Mm. Until that happens, we won't know if I'm going to be a success, a failure, or anything indifferent. But mm. I've coached kids' football for eight, nine years now. I used to do the school team. I've gone back to doing the primary school team again. It's all, all grass, I don't do it for money, I do it because I like doing it, I mm. enjoy doing it and I get a response out of the kids and I feel they're all improving with the coaching I'm giving them. Mm. So I'd love to go into coaching full time, yeah. at the moment there's been no offers, no opportunities and it's like anything, I believe it's, like it's knowing the right people at the right time. And giving you Absolutely. play for quite a few managers, yeah. got good reports. And, and hopefully one come. of them might go one day, do you fancy it? I also believe is the more the longer you're out the game, the harder it then becomes to get one. I feel like mm. there's a life expectancy of about three, four years after you finish playing that someone will go to a coach. Mm. After that, it's got to be obviously you've gone on coaching courses and someone's liked you and blah blah blah. But we'll wait and see. You got your badges? I've got my UA for B. I want to do the A. I've not I've not been in a rush to get on the A because I've always been playing. Yeah. Uh, but I want to do the A. And then from there, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Mm. Being prime position with the PFA, they can help you with that. Obviously, hopefully. can't they? Yeah, hopefully, think. yeah. I mean, I've been trying to get on the A for two years, but no one in the FA will answer a call or an email or anything. Right. So, but other people get on it somehow, so it's just, mm. it's, it's just me they don't like, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, come on, you O's at underscore RS asks, I think this is a great question. Um, do you believe at your peak you were good enough for a higher level uh, brackets championship? You were pro- you were prolific everywhere you went, um, and I believe you could you could have played higher. No. 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 I don't think I was good enough. Other people have said I have, and other managers have said I have. 
so that was nice. And I remember Keith Peacock, who was the first team coach when I finished Black Raw and he was at Charlton. He was my reserve team coach at Charlton when I was first there. He said to me when I scored that 200th goal, I should have played higher. He goes, we should have kept you. Mm. He goes, if we would have kept you, you would have played Premiership. He goes, because you score goals and that's all that matters, scoring mm. goals. Does you? Um, other people said I, I, I should have played higher, I could have played higher. Again, a bit like I said earlier, it's about who you know, what you know. I Absolutely. think in the football field, it's about playing the right game at the right time. Mm. If you play the right game at the right time and someone spots you, they'll take you. Yeah. You can play 25 brilliant games, but it might not be when people are watching. Yeah, yeah. And then when they come and watch you, have one bad one. One bad one, yeah. It's all about playing the right game at the right time. Now, I, I know it's a bad analogy, but I never thought David Platt was a world, world-class world player. Yeah, he went for 45 million in total transfers. Mm, and play for England. Why? Yeah. He scored that England goal against Belgium and all of a sudden he went whoosh and he took off. And then from there, he scored loads of goals for England. But that one goal against Belgium, that hook volley, yeah, yeah, yeah. put him through, was the right goal at the right time for his career to go astronomical. Bari, Sampdoria, Juventus, back to Arsenal. You know what I mean? It just went from that goal. And that's what I mean. He had the right moment at the right time. Yeah, big pressure match of the classic goal. And I, I, think that's, I think that's what it is. We, I mean, I, when I was at Colchester, the goalkeeper there said that Middlesbrough were watching me when Gareth Southgate was in charge. Uh, there was a big thing in Scotland my family sent it down to me that Kilmarnock were down to watch me and nothing ever come other than these three people telling me that it, nothing ever happened so mm. I obviously didn't play the right game mm. at the right time I, d- I didn't think I was I felt the standard I played at was the standard I deserved not okay. deserved I was good enough for it it was yeah is where I you were at in your, in your yeah career. I felt that because I worked hard yeah I knew where the goal was yes I was good in the air my touch wasn't fantastic. My hold-up play was good at best. That's how I saw it. I felt my main attribute was I, I worked hard. I was never electric quick. I worked hard. I knew where the goal was. And I was good in the And that's, like I say, that's what I felt of myself. So one of the questions that I always, whenever anyone mentions your name, you know, in Orient Circles or in general, is your leaping ability. Does that come from your gymnastics? Possibly, or- I would say so. It can only help. Yeah. I, I, I so it's phenomenal. Felt, yeah. I just felt yeah. I knew how high I could jump. So I would always try and head it as high as I could jump. So I knew I could get to it there. That's where I want to head it. It weren't like, well, I'll let it come a little bit lower. Yeah. I'll want to try and get it. Maybe it's too high for me, maybe it's too high for me. Mm. Also, I had a knack of being able to sort of bounce off a defender and lean on him as well. I just knew where I could hit it, so I made sure I'd get it at the highest point I, would, I could get. Now, you get some of these big people who can't jump. But what it is, is they're thinking, well, I'm bigger than him, I'll get I've already got him. a half-foot head start. Yeah. Yeah, but we, I always use the, the, the example, when anyone talks about, about you and your jumping, I always say we had a guy at six foot six that could jump to six foot seven. Mm. It's <laughs> just, he's just no good in the air, but you expected him to out-jump. Mm. And, but someone like yourself... When I first, the second time I come to Orient, with Tommy Taylor... We played Torquay, and they had Alex Watson, which was the old centre-halves, Dave Watson, Evan, yep. his twin brother. Okay. And I was marking him on corners. And he's like six foot five, six foot six. And we had Dean Smith and... Who was the other centre-half? Oh, I can't think of his name. I've got what, his face. What year? 
So it'd be 97. No. Yeah, 97. Can't think of his name, huh? Just but he was he was a he was a big Stuart Hicks Stuart Hicks Stuart Hicks big big strong centre half they're marking smaller than than the one I'm marking mm. I went up to Tommy how's that work out how's this work out <laughs> he went you're the only one I've I've got who can mark not jump mark I went he's about eight inches bigger than me <laughs> you mark I went well you better go and get centre halves who can mark them because I shouldn't be picking him up. But that's how it was. He goes, you could mark. I think it was more about like that you jump and do the job. But he said, you, you see that mark. bit in today's game now with players like Drogba and Andy <laughs> Carroll, where literally they put those players in front of the centre forwards because they know the leap. Yeah. They can leap better than their centre backs because they eyes are always on the ball. So yeah, so that's always I say. And Colin Caldwell he used to come back and go, right, well, you sit on the edge of the six yard box, just go and head everything. Don't mark that one. Just go and win everything. So yeah. my job then weren't to mark. It was to just go and win the ball wherever it was. Effective. Because I was good in the air. Yeah. Um, Bado on the forum asks, which one of your spells at Orient do you look back on with the most fondness and why? Probably, i say third and fourth to me, it was one because it was, mm. it was a low it was and a straight into, into it, wasn't it? Probably yeah. that period. Because I felt I'd matured as a player and I could now show them really what I could do. When I'd done the first one in the month, really didn't jump. The second one, it was cut short because they sold me after 11 months and I was not playing out and out up front the whole time. So when I come back, I felt then I've matured as a player and I could show a bit more then. Mm-hmm. And I could times it. I mean, we had a good six bell. I mean, Garen kept us up, so that was good. Yeah. Started off poor, then Slade kept us up. So again, that was good, we stayed up. And then the next year, with Slade was very good by finishing eight and having a couple. Yeah, that was good. We've lived off that for quite a long time. Bado also goes on to ask, well, say his his favourite strike partnership was you with uh, Griff. Did you enjoy playing with Griff, and do you still keep in touch? I speak to Griff regular. Still speak to him regular. Um, we uh, every couple of months we'll have a chat or so. Uh, not a text in between then. Um, enjoy playing with Griff. Hated that he always got the bonuses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and I never, but no, yeah, I enjoyed playing. But like I say, you, you knew what you got from Griff. You put it in the box, he'd score a goal. That was what he was good at. Yeah, yeah. You put it in the box, he'd score a goal. I think he was the first player in a long time to get 20 goals in the season mm, for was, us. Yeah. So it's great. I think that still almost stands, I think, if I'm not mistaken. But At Harlow Orient asks, where does your time at Orient rank in your career? Um, I would say it was probably the best time. But it was no mean my worst time. I say I had, I had good spells at every club. Yeah. I wouldn't say the whole time at one club was good, but I had a good season at Wickham and then I had a bad season at Wickham. Different mm. managers. Loved being at Northampton for the two years under Calderwood. Enjoyed it with John Gorman, but then he went and it, it started going sour, and the chairman put me on the transfer list. So again, it goes sour. So I had a good time at each one I've been at. But um, I say probably the fans or any of the ones I had the best rapport with now that might be because it was four spells things like that but they're probably the ones I had the best rapport with I think they definitely took to you massively uh, every is it is there is everywhere every, yeah. yeah definitely that's one of my favourite chances um, anyway funniest player you've ever played with um probably Cole Doogie at Colchester 
I'm not, again, when I went there on loan, he was 17. We clicked, we got on really well, we stayed in touch still now. Mm. Just always up for a joke, always trying to create banter in the changing room, trying to do jokes. And funny enough, whenever we went out, he was the same and he never drunk. <laughs> but he's still the one trying to be the life and soul of the party. Yeah, that's quality. Each time you joined the O's, was there an initiation that you had to do? Were there any songs that had to be sung? Every club. Every club? Yeah, every club. You've got to sing a song. What, what was your... Uh, what, were your, what, was your, what was your one? Maggie May. Okay. Rod Stewart, normally. Um, yeah, every club I've been at, even when I went to Wildstone, like, you've got to sing a song. I was like... Okay, <laughs> Again? <then>. Again? <laughs> so, um, yeah, Maggie May. Um, I almost done... American Pie at Bristol Rovers but one of the boys said let me have that I don't know anyone so he took it I went oh, I'll, I'll, sing, I'll sing another one then and it's about a nine minute song as well yeah so first 12 he had the iPod on and he was awful so <laughs> but yeah normally wherever you go it's sing a song we had Garrett Williams sing one of them did you? yeah it was game for it yeah what did he sing? Uh, it was me him and Simon Church we played I would say Hereford but one of them but something down that way it's practically I got up and done Maggie May. Churchy got up and done I Believe I Can Fly. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. And then we went, Gaffer, you got to sing. Like a few of the boys went, Gaffer, you got to sing. And he went, yeah, yeah. I was like, fair, fair enough. And he's the proudest Welshman you'll ever meet. I bet he did a word, yeah. And he sung the Welsh National Anthem. And when he sung it, the boy went, oh, well done. He never stopped until he finished it. <laughs> Finished the whole song. Yeah. Yeah. Fair play. Yeah. 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 So the Welsh national anthem, and did not fit. Even though like, you, you kind of get up and sing a song, you, yeah. you'll go for about a minute and a half sort of thing at best. Yeah. Song the whole. Not time. the national. going, yeah, we're not gathered. That's enough and all that. No, nope. he finished, finished it. it. Finished it. And it was like we do it normally in a hotel when we're eating. So sometimes you're in a room on your own. Sometimes you're not. We wasn't. So there's other, there weren't many people, but there's other people. And he stood there and sung it. Fair play. Hmm? Yeah, touche, I think, is the yeah. word that you use in that situation. They make Slade sing one. Slade came in. No, I don't think so. I can't imagine Russ I don't doing. think I he would have done. I can imagine Geraint singing. I, I, can't yeah. imagine, I can't imagine Russ doing it. I yeah. don't know why. I, just, I don't think he did. I just can't see it. No, I can't see it happening either. Bristol Rovers, we had a concert. Because we had so many new signings. <laughs> <laughs> they videoed it. Really? really? And what we've done is you went up in number one. So all your new signings went up in squad number. Mm-hmm. So all the ones there weren't many there. We didn't sign about twelve players, Paul and he had the video geezer. He videoed the game. He'd video it. Wow! It it's like an X Factor audition. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, it's brilliant. Um, fastest player you've played with? Fastest player? Probably Carl Walker. When yeah, he the cut, Spurs. He, do yeah, he came on loan in Northampton. He was rapid. He's still oh, fast now. Yeah, he's still fast, fast now. How about he come to us rapid and then was blowing out like, 60 minutes? You're like, how's ah, he blowing? You see him now, he's like one of the fits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing you've got. Diagnosed, he had asthma. Yeah, Sheffield United yeah. never knew that. He come to us and we like, that's crazy. Doctor went, have that. Give him the pump. He went, oh, that's better. And, uh, I don't know if he has got asthma, but he needed the pump. And all of a sudden, he was all right then. Yeah. And the first couple of games, like 60 minutes, like, <laughs> give him the pump as well. He was like, yeah. And then, <laughs> and he's fine worst taste in music in, in the dressing room oh, any music so what so did you just like quiet time before? no it's just a, I'm old school so they all go with this new music at the moment I don't even know any of the words out of this uh, hip hop and all that I couldn't tell you any of the words but 
it's always on in any dressing room. Here yeah, yeah, yeah. Even at Worldstone. Yeah, yeah. They keep going to me, you got to bring some music. And I went, listen, I'm bringing in Frank Sinatra. I'm just going to say Elvis, that. All the old school yeah. madness. Paul Weller, I'm bringing them all in. Yeah. They're like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Never heard of them, <laughs> Never heard of them mate. Brilliant. I think that wraps it up. So, Scott, thank you for giving us your time. It's been a superb interview. And yeah. Yeah, thanks for giving up your Wednesday evening. Really appreciate it. No and, thanks uh, for asking. Yeah, no. no ladies, at all. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, Late Norton Legend, Scott, Scott McLeish. McLeish.